Hey guys, welcome back to the Encourage Life podcast. This is Chris. And this is Justine. We are excited to connect with you guys. We just finished up with Christmas, and as we're recording this, we are actually in between Christmas and New Year's. You guys will probably hear this uh, on or after New Year's, but um, we had a nice little break and yeah. enjoyed some family time. I saw this funny like quote thing the other day Meme? that was like, um, what did it say? Something like the week between Christmas and New Year's, I don't know who I am or where I'm supposed to be or what day it is. Should I be drinking at 10 a.m.? Like, what should I be doing with my <laughs> life? And I feel like that's pretty accurate. Like, yep. it kind of feels like a limbo week. Which a is little good. bit. Yeah, it's good to have just kind of some downtime. Finish the year a little bit more quietly. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, totally. Um, which kind of has a little bit to do with what we're talking about today. We are going to talk to you guys about what we would call pillars of remembrance. Um, but really, it is a way for us, both individually as families, um, just to remember the goodness of God, remember incredible things that he's done, Yeah. Um, be encouraged, stay encouraged, uh, prepare for the next year, um, all that kind of stuff. And actually, this is going to be kind of a two-part um, podcast because this has a lot to do with what our next one um, yeah. is going to be talking about, which has to do with goal setting and just in time for January. But oh, yeah. sneak peek, we don't goal set. So <laughs> we're going to dig into that. Um, but first, before we talk about what we do there, we want to talk about how we remember um, who God is, what he's done, and how incredible or how hard our year has been. Yeah. I feel like this time of year, especially there's so much emphasis on like, okay, what's next? What's this next year going to be like? What are we, um, striving for or hoping to achieve in the next year? But I think it's easy or just maybe common in our culture for whatever reason. Well, I think a lot has to, it's just, we live in a very like accomplishment centered culture. Yeah. Would that be a good way to say it? Um, and so the emphasis is always on going forward and doing more and what's next. And there's not a lot of emphasis on pausing and remembering and reflecting. But when we actually look at the Bible, there's a lot of emphasis on pausing and remembering and reflecting and even setting up these pillars of remembrance of like, um, what's the word I'm thinking or like trying to think of, um, where you, they're like actual, I don't know, just like, <laughs> just like pictures or I don't know where you just can say, Oh yes. This reminds me that God is faithful. God is good. Hmm. Even if my circumstances now don't feel like it or look like it, um, I know that he's good and faithful because he's done this for me in the past. Um, so I love the idea of even doing like visual um, 
representations of that, whether it's just writing out specific things on post-it notes and having them somewhere like on your bathroom mirror or somewhere maybe in the kitchen if you're... I just remembered like... Yeah. Um, randomly, probably, oh man, 2014. Yeah. I remember I was having a really uh-huh. like rough day or week or whatever. And yeah. I remember you telling me, um, like get out your journal and write down a list of all the things that God has done Yeah, and walked you through this year or like as far back as you can remember. Oh yeah. Um, and then like look at that and remind yourself. I just thought about that. And how was that? Um, it was good. It was very helpful. Um, <laughs> but it's random that we kind of put our thoughts together for this podcast. And then like the Holy Spirit just kind of brings back memories. Um, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, thanks to my amazing wife uh, <laughs> who has been helping me in this area because I am like most people and geared very differently than her. I'm like the go, go, go type What's next? Um, what are yeah. we doing? So I need her very much in this area to slow me down. Yeah. It's easy to get, it's like exciting to think about what's next. Yep. And there's not as much excitement built up around like remembering what God has done in the past. But that's really what gets you through, I think, the days when you are having a hard day or a hard week or a hard season of saying, you know what? God is good and God is faithful. Um, Yeah. So like this sucks right now, but this doesn't mean that because it's easy when you're in those situations. If you, if you don't have like those pillars of remembrance set, then to think that like things are maybe even worse than what they are because you're not remembering like, God's good and faithful. So yeah, yeah, this is hard, but like he's good. He's faithful. He's done this for me in the past. Even if it's like we're looking at our budget and it's like, okay, we don't really know how it's going to work this month or we're going to have to pull from savings or whatever. Like, no, God is always faithful. He always provides. And even if that means like he's provided savings to where we can dip into savings, it's yeah, just looking at it from a different perspective than like, Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? How are we going to make extra money or what do we need to cut? It just puts a different perspective on it. I think, does that make sense? Yeah. And just to be sensitive to people that are out there, like, um, you know, we, uh, I know sometimes we mention things in passing and oftentimes it comes from stuff that we're walking through or thinking through, but like if, you have had months where like you didn't have savings and you didn't make ends meet or something. You maybe you lost a house or a car or something happened. Like that doesn't negate God's goodness. God has provided. Yeah. Um, and is a provider in a lot of ways. And like, we don't, you know, deserve the things that we have, like they're all gifts. And so we just want to be sensitive, like be encouraged, like, if he didn't show up for you, quote unquote, in a way that like was challenging, like yeah. he's still a good God. And, uh, totally. and yeah, so, um, just to Well, and I think it's hard that, to, to uh, look at it from a, like a high, higher perspective than like where we are right now in, when we're in those mm-hmm. circumstances of like, yeah. 
Because if if you could fast forward like 50 years, would this be a defining moment in your life or would it just be like a blip where you could say, man, God is so cool because he like that was crazy and we lost this or that or there was this that happened or that that happened. But then five years down the road, look at how he redeemed it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah, I mean, we've seen this. We, our family over our marriage, like just thinking about from the financial perspective, like yeah, we've had months where like we made 10 times as much as we did in other seasons yeah. and or 10 times less than we did, totally. you know, and like, yeah. and whatever we had to do, like to kind of just like recrunch the numbers or like adjust, like we were just faithful to like look to God and be, um, I think appreciative of what we did have. And I think when we look back on any of those seasons, we were just incredibly grateful and we were surprised by what, um, the Lord was able to help us do with both lack and abundance. And, um, but I, I don't think that like we would have, had the right mindset through some of those seasons if we hadn't gone through similar stuff in the past and actually like made specific note of it to remind ourselves. But yeah, there's such um, power in remembering and especially this time of year. Well, and too, I was thinking about this, this end of year in particular, because it's also an end of a decade. So even looking back over the last 10 years of like, we're so old. How has God shown up in the last 10 years to where we can set up those pillars of like, God, you were so faithful as we were engaged and you were deployed while we were engaged. You know, like just thinking back through all the crazy things that we've lived through over the last 10 years and how God has been faithful through so much. I've been thinking about, and this is probably for another podcast, but like we weren't going to get married because you had one more deployment <clears throat> and we didn't want you going to war within our first year of marriage. And then you ended Deuteronomy up. Deuteronomy six, right? Something I don't like remember that. somewhere Anyways, in Deuteronomy. Yeah. But, um, and then you ended up getting like a desk job. So you were, you were technically in the war zone, but you were like on base the whole time, not going out doing your normal things that Night you would be doing. Stuff, yeah. yeah. Where you're like in the middle of craziness. Gunfire. Yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah. Just looking at like how yeah. God is so good and so faithful in every season, whether it feels crazy or whether it feels good or I don't know all of that. And I love, I bookmarked this actually because I wanted to, um, mention it. In um, Psalm 143, David is crying out for help from God. And in verse 4, he says, My spirit is weak within me. My heart is overcome with dismay. But then the next verse says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all you have done. I reflect on the work of your hands. And just like how he's crying out to God and saying, I am weak. I am overcome with dismay, but still I remember 
the days of old, what you have done, the works of your hands, like your goodness and your faithfulness. I remember it even though I am like overwhelmed and I am weak and I'm tired of fighting this fight and I just want out like you're good and you're faithful even in the midst of feeling like attacked or maybe not feeling, but actually attacked. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Well, and like, it's not also just for us individually, like God wants, I mean, one of the biggest, um, like transcendent themes through scripture is like testimony, right? Yeah. And part of what God wants us to do is to tell others of his glory, like to share what God has done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like these pillars are not just for you, although they're very much for you. They're not just for you. They're also for your spouse or for your community or, um, you know, a big one for me is for your kids. Like in 10 years, am I going to remember what happened this year so that I can share those stories with my children and encourage their heart and let them know more about, the journey that Justine and I have had with um, the Lord. And and like, because one of the scariest verses for me um, is Judges 2.10. And like says that basically, you know, paraphrase that uh, after that generation all died, up came another generation. Like the generation that that loved the Lord, right? Yeah. Well, after that last, (laughs) yeah, I mean. So the, the Israelites struggled in general with all of that. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the after that generation died, another generation after them grew up that didn't know the Lord nor what he had done for them. And the only way that that can happen is that like people didn't take time to make note and to tell stories and to share and to pass that information along. Yeah. So I think it's our responsibility to like, as we're raising and training our kids to just kind of like, tell them what God's doing and encourage them in faith and the Holy spirit will start to convict their heart and move them, um, towards him. Well, and I even think about, um, like the story in Joshua four, where like the whole chapter is dedicated to like God telling them to set up a memorial, to set up memorial stones, but not only like so that they can remember, how God brought them through, but also it says, um, so that this will be a sign among you in the future. When your children ask you, what do these stones mean to you? You should tell them God. Um, and so like, tell them the story of what God did for them. Yeah. It's like when, what they were crossing the Jordan Yep. And like the 12 tribes and 12 stones and each tribe like got a stone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Shout I out think... to any of the friends that I have at 12 Stone Church. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, that's a random. I actually, side note, like I, um, when I first met the team at 12 Stone um, years ago, uh, I actually had no idea why their name was that because I was so bad at reading my Bible and the old Testament Testament, that like I had never actually heard that story. Yeah. Yeah. That's convicting. (laughs) So now I know the story quite well. (laughs) Um, but I think I, like you said, like I think God wants us to remember not only for 
us, but also for our children. Um, so that, yeah, we can like pass that faith along to them in a real tangible way of not like, Oh, you should trust God. Like he's good or whatever. But like, this is a very real example of what God did in our lives and how he was faithful and how his goodness was over our lives. Yeah, for sure. And I think that like, if we take this a step further, there's like practical application to all this too, not just like spiritual, um, you know, part of it is like, how do we learn really well? You know, like, um, I think learning is really critical and I don't think I do personally a very good job at like reflecting on experiences, both like daily or weekly, monthly, or even yearly. Um, and one of the things, uh, as we started talking about this topic as a podcast episode, mm-hmm. the first thing that popped in my head, um, was this excerpt from, uh, the 15 invaluable laws of growth. Um, and, uh, this is a John Maxwell book. It's like one of his many, um, Christian leadership books, but, uh, something that stuck out in my mind for like, Oh, I think Michael Tete gave me this book in like 2015. So it's been like four and a half years now that this has been like popping back up for me. And it's this idea of experience, um, being a good teacher. So like for, well, I'll just read it. It says for 2000 years, people have been saying that experience is the best teacher. According to one expert, the earliest recorded version of this came from the Roman emperor, Julius Caesar, who wrote experience is the teacher of all things. With all due respect, I have to disagree with that statement. Experience is not the best teacher. Evaluated experience is. The only reason Caesar was able to make that claim was because he had learned much by reflecting on his life and writing about it. Um, there's an old joke that experience is a hard teacher because the, tr- uh, because the test is given first and the lesson is given afterwards. That's true, but only if the person takes time to reflect after the experience. Otherwise, you receive the test first and the lesson may never come. People have innumerable experiences every day and many learn nothing from them because they never take time to pause and reflect. Um, so for me, that's always been really convicting, especially cause I'm so bad at this. I'm just like, what, what happened today? You know, like how many times has someone, well, I mean, we do it to our kids. Okay. Hey, what'd you do today yeah. when I get home from work? And like, they can't even remember what they did cause they haven't stopped to like think about, yeah. oh, what did I do today? Okay. I did this and I did yeah. this and. Well, not in and of itself is like a good daily practice of like a practical way of how do you, how do you set up these pillars of remembrance? Um, and yeah, it's fun to sit down with Asher and say, what did you do today? Or how was your day today? Um, but we could also do that too. Of like, yeah. Yeah. Cause I think God shows up so many, so much and, but we don't give him credit for it. Cause we're just continuing to go, go, go. Well, and one of the things like, you know, we're in this accomplishment focused like society and we don't stop to think about things. And so, I mean, you see it all the time and like some of the, um, 
the symptoms or the effects of this is like you're like on the treadmill of life constantly. So you don't realize that like you are stuck in a job that you don't like, um, you know, or that quite frankly is probably killing you or relationships are like dying. Um, you have like no energy. You're always stressed. You're unhappy, frustrated, tired. Like sometimes we're just constantly going so much that Mm -hmm. we don't even think about our own emotions. Like we don't even stop to think like, what am I actually feeling today? Like process. And have I been habitually stressed for so long that I actually don't realize I'm stressed because this is my new normal? Yeah. I've been there. You know that I've been there. Yeah. And so it's like when we stop and do reflection on a practical level and really try to remember what has happened, what we've gone through, and also try to examine what we're feeling, I think we start to recognize a lot more than we would. Um, so there's, you know, some practical, emotional, physical application here as well. Totally. Well, and I think there's, um, some studies that have been done about like the power of journaling and, um, how that can affect our well-being and our mentality, even if it's just like journaling about the day, what you did today or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, hmm. uh, it reminds me of like uh, insanity. Uh, like the definition is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Like uh-huh. how many of us go through a year and set like, you know, uh, again, goals at the beginning of the year. We do the same things we did last year without realizing it because we didn't actually reflect on what we did or what God did through yeah. the year. So the next year looks the same, mm-hmm. but it just has different goals attached to it. We never get to those goals, and then we start it all over again the next year. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, that is insanity. Yeah. And so it's like we just need to, like, get off the treadmill of 21st century life for a few minutes to try to... Yeah. So I guess our encouragement would just be like before hopping into the new year of goal setting and um, looking ahead just to pause for even like an hour, just set aside an hour. And even if this is, I don't know when this podcast is going to come out, but even if it's a couple weeks into January, I love what um, some people say around this time of year, like there's no... What is, what is it? There's n- nothing special about January one. Like you can start at any point. So like yeah. say if people are listening to this two months, even six months in just pausing and reflecting on what God has done over the past, however long will be helpful. Um, but then we also just wanted to give like a few other practical ways that people can, um, I don't know, pause and reflect. One thing that we like to do is um, take down our calendar from the last year. We have, you like a digital calendar. So we'll, when we do this, cause we'll do like a little family summit where we do this together. And so we'll probably look at yours, but then we'll also look at the physical calendar. Cause we have like a one written in our kitchen too. Cause I'm more, I like the physical one. So we'll go through and just look at that, um, and write down any like wins or milestones that maybe come to mind as we look through the events that have happened over the last year. 
Um, so that's one just like simple way is just look back on your calendar because it can be easy to forget like a whole year. What, yeah. what do we do this year? <laughs> Where were we throughout the year? Um, and how did it kind of like pan out? And so, yeah, calendar is super easy. Um, we also like these categories and for a while we did like goals in these categories, but we've switched it more to being like reflecting on these categories. And it's just an easy way to say in this area, how have I grown over this year? Uh, and then also like it helps you to create like a framework for looking forward to um, about asking maybe like how would, what do I want to maybe change or what do I want to stay the same in these categories? Um, so faith, the categories are faith, family and friends, fitness, finances, and fun. So like, yeah, whatever fun activities or travel or whatever little things that we do to create fun in our days. Um, and I would say if these things like if you don't, after spending obviously some time, some sometimes it takes a, a few minutes, a few hours to like stir these things up. Totally. But I would say that if you are having a really, really hard time like stirring up things to remember and to like reflect on and to write down and to be thankful for in these areas, then those are probably really key indicators that that's an area that like you need to set up some um, processes to try to improve for Maybe the next that's year. like more of a focus over the yeah, next year. Which we'll talk about, um, on our next <clears throat> podcast a little bit in terms of like how to do that. But yeah, just like that's an indicator. I think that, Hey, maybe this wasn't an area that like you really allowed the Lord to work in very much or that yeah. maybe you personally just practically didn't excel at. And so, you know, there's nothing but grace, but it's like, Hey, it's a pretty good indicator. If you can't remember any of the awesome stuff you did with your family or, you know, like, yeah. um, you're thinking about fitness. like fitness and you're like, uh, what fitness? <laughs> yeah. Then those are good indicators. Yeah. Um, uh, anything else? Um, oh yeah. Our family vision and mission. So like, yeah, we've talked about this a lot, but we like, this is foundational piece number one in our minds of when you're creating a marriage and a family that you want to have like purpose and meaning around, Yep. um, that you have a vision and a mission that goes along with that and have it even written out so that it's like specific and tangible, but over the, um, over like just looking over what your vision and mission is as a family, whether you're like if, whether it's just the two of you, husband and wife, or if you have some kids or whatnot, but did you make progress on, on the, what your vision and mission is? So like for us, we have what eight pillars on ours. Yep. Um, so like going through each of those pillars, do we make progress in this area that we you know, have as a value in our home. Um, and which, let's see, which pillars had the best impact on our family culture, but then also which pillars were most neglected. So maybe 
need more attention in the new year? And then also, do we need to make any changes to our vision and mission as our family is growing and evolving over this year? Because that's one thing too, is this, like the vision and mission statement is not something that's like a hard and fast. It's an ever evolving thing that as our kids grow, as we add kids to the family, as um, God works on our hearts and puts things on our hearts, that's it's going to change and kind of morph into what God wants it to be. So just because we have this vision and mission now doesn't mean that it's going to be what God has for us 10 years from now or even five years from now. And so each year looking back and saying, okay, how is this still like on point with what God is wanting for our family and how, or maybe, or where are there areas that maybe need to change a little bit? Would you add anything to that? Uh, I think that's all great. I think I would add mm-hmm. um, maybe just like, where did God surprise us? Where did he show up? Yeah. And those don't, I mean, he can show up and not surprise you too. Um, but <laughs> yeah. those are the two questions I would ask just to like yeah, look fun. back on stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, anything else? I don't think so. I just hope that people feel like encouraged and be empowered, I guess, to um, do this, to just take some time yeah. to look back that it's worth it. Take it from a guy who hates sitting in the quiet, which is a struggle right now as I'm really, really pressing into like silence and solitude. Um, I hate quiet, which means I hate like sitting and thinking and reflecting Being on still, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't stand sitting still. Um <laughs> It is so worth it. Yeah. So if you've not really fought the good fight here, if like you've sat down for five minutes and gone, eh, I'm over it, like yeah. try again and really fight hard for it because it's worth it. But um, yeah. So uh, dig into this, reflect and get ready because next week we're going to talk about what to do with what you learned from your reflection and how to move forward in the next year. Yeah, that'll be fun. All righty. Talk to you guys soon.